Hola, mi gente. My name is Jessica Yanez, and I want you to join me for some wine and chisme. The Wine and Chisme podcast was created to amplify voices across communities of color, all while drinking a glass of wine. From wine talk, interviews, and recaps of all things pop culture, join me every Wednesday for the chisme. Please make sure to check out the Wine and Chisme podcast and other amazing podcasts as part of the Latina Podcasters Network. Mi gente, you continue to make me smile. Our first virtual wine tasting went so unbelievably well. In fact, it went so well that we would be hosting another wine tasting in December. So mark your calendars for Wednesday, December 16th for a virtual wine tasting featuring Seis Soles Wines. And we have a pretty awesome deal for you. With this deal, you will receive three full bottles of wine, a red blend, a white blend, and a rosé blend for only $99. That's already included taxes and shipping. That's it. That's all you pay for three full bottles of wine. So whether you want to open one one bottle of wine or all three, the owner of Seisoles Wines, Chris Rivera, will be sharing the stories behind each wine and you get to choose which one to enjoy. Go to thewineandchismepodcast.com for more information and to purchase tickets. Let's use this opportunity to support these Latino winemakers and small businesses. Hola mi gente, welcome to another episode of the Wine and Chisme podcast a podcast created to amplify voices and share the stories of people from BIPOC communities doing remarkable things, all while sipping on a glass of wine. I'm your host, Jessica Yanez. I am so excited about this week's episode because we have Lola Llamas of Llamas Family Wines and Miriam Puentes of Ondrama Cellars. They also happen to be the first Latinas in the United States to create a sparkling wine. This is huge. And I get to share a bottle of their bubbly as we chat about their new venture. But I don't want to keep these ladies from you, so grab your glass of wine, and sparkling or not, and join us for the chisme. Uh, it's echoing though because it's so big i think but we'll make it work you know it's okay we'll make it work you know what you guys are in your space i love how you set up it's well it's fine every time it's always different every once in a while this is kind this is a special occasion that's why we're drinking instead of just regular wine that's why we're drinking sparkling wine it's cool we we just go with the flow you know how we go you know how we do how is it up there in Napa? How is the weather? It's, it's toasty, but the weather is beautiful. I mean, the, the sky, the sun, it's really, really nice. Yay, salud, salud. Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> Ooh, I see how Miriam is. I see how she is. <laughs> so normally I introduce the wine, right? Normally I go into the wine and, and everything, and I can give a little bit of 
of the intro, but since we're going into it, and this is really about you guys, I'm going to let you guys go into it because today we're drinking your sparkling wine, champagne, cuvee. We'll get into what all of those differences are. It's called Las Amigas, but please like tell us what we're, tell me and tell the audience about what we're drinking today. Um, So today we are drinking our Las Amigas Cuvée, which we launched at at the end of August. So we're really excited about this project, this joint project with um, Andrama Cellar, Nanyama's Family Wines, that was born uh, during COVID. So um, it's a very, so it's a 2013, and it's a very, um, very drinkable (laughs) sparkling wine. Um, We've had a few people now, I'd say, um, compare it to Shramsburg. It's it's a very good uh, quality wine that was made in the method Champenoise. So um, this is the type of uh, winemaking that's from France. And it's more labor and time intensive than just regular sparkling wine that you find a lot of the times here in California or the United States. So when yeah. we go through it, like when we taste the smells, it, yeah, yeah, do yeah, we you get the smells and everything like you do with normal wine? Yeah, you can pick up your, um, so it's nice and citrusy. You pick up a little bit of pear in there. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. This is, okay, normally I'm not a champagne person. I can have it a little bit, right? And I was already saying, I was like, who want asking my friends I asked only a couple friends. I act like I was calling everybody. I only asked a couple friends like, hey, I have an entire bottle of champagne. And normally I would not be able to, I have a feeling I'm going to be able to drink this whole bottle. Like that's that good because, <laughs> and it's, and so it's not, it's a cuvee. So a cuvee, when you call us uh, champagne a cuvee, that's when you have top of the line grapes. So it was a nice exceptional year to where you are able to call it a cuvee because it's the top of the crop, the best of the best in the sparkling. And this one, 60% Pinot Noir, 40% Chardonnay. And it's a 2013 vintage. So it was late. It was late for that long. A lot of the sparkling wines that you taste are made within one vintage to the next, which would be, you'll, you'll see a sparkling wine out there. And normally they don't have the vintage, but um, it'll be from last year, like a 2019. But this one was laid down since 2013 up until the release and up until now that you're, what you're tasting. Oh, and wow. so that also, it's really, really good. Flavor. Good thing I have the bottle next to me because I'm probably going to be <laughs> refilling. Now I'm glad nobody else is coming to share the bottle after this because I feel like this is just going to be my afternoon. Just, you know, it can be rough sometimes, right? You guys understand. You guys are in the wine. I'm not in the wine business. I'm just in the wine drinking business. <laughs> But never know, maybe down the road, right? You're going to talk to enough of us and you're going to do enough interviews where you're going to learn and you're going to say, I'm going to take a class. And then you're just going to like, okay, let me go to Temecula or Valle de Guadalupe or Napa. 
Right. No, it's so funny that you say that because earlier I was talking and one of the things that I want to do is help people. What people have said they already have been learning each week because I learn from every time I talk to you guys, anytime I talk to winemakers, I'm learning more. And then I pass that along saying, oh, because then I remember it because it's, I think it's actually stuff I want to retain. And people have been wanting to to be more and more educated. So I want to be able to help as well. And so that's why it's so exciting that you guys have, that I've been able to connect with you guys. You guys have been part of these virtual wine tastings and people have been absolutely loving them, which, and I appreciate you guys taking time. And now like to share, you know, this is a like a passion project for you guys. So I would love to hear now. I do know your, your stories as far as with your, your husbands and your coupling in regards to your wineries. But I would love to hear a little bit about each of your backgrounds and how that led to you to where you are now. So Miriam, you want to start? So, um, Lola, you want to start? <laughs> yeah, I'm a local girl. Um, I was born in St. Helena um, and then grew up in Napa. I didn't really have, well, my connection to the winemaking um, back then was my grandfather. He worked as a, a grafter for BB Winery and for Trefethen. A grafter? So the grafting is when you take part of the plant, like the, I think it's like the rootstock, or it's a rootstock, and you, you graft it to another vine. It's like, when you, go, it's like yeah. when you have roses, a yes. rose bush, and you cut You're a like little bit of the rose, and then you replant it. That's the drafting. Gotcha. <laughs> so, um, yeah, anyway, I grew up in Napa. Um, just went to school here, never left because I met my husband very young, so I didn't take off for college or anything, but um, stuck around. And then uh, when we jumped into the wine business, we kind I kind of did it backwards. Um, I didn't have the wine industry background or education, so um, I had the opportunity to do um, an MBA program through Sonoma State in 2016. It was the first one at the time that was offered um, for the wine business here in the U.S., so um, I jumped on that and uh, graduated in 2017, so it was a really good experience and included an international trip to South Africa and France and it was a great group of people that uh, were my classmates and still friends to this day. And nothing but good things. That's awesome. <laughs> when you did your trip, your you know, doing getting all of that done, did you also learn like when you're doing something like that? Obviously, you're learning about wine. Are you learning about sparkling wine as well? Yeah, we visited. Um, we were in the in, we went to Champagne. We went to the Champagne region, so we visited a lot of the Champagne houses. It was amazing. We had one experience, and I cannot remember which which uh, place it was, but it was amazing. I mean, to one of my professors, luckily had a connection, set it up, and it was like just from the moment we the gates opened, like. They were waiting for us, like they were lined up at the door, you know, to take our coats and purses and like they all had, they were all, you know, dressed in black and white and gloves and I mean, it was just a t an amazing experience from beginning to end. I mean, they, to the point where, you know, we they met us with sparkling wine and then they had lunch prepared for us to, I mean, where they came out with the plates and like everything was like at the same time, they put the plates down. And it was, so it was like, the court, like it was like a coordinated. Yes. Everything like a dance. Yes, like a dance. Yes. So 
I did definitely get a chance to taste a lot of sparkling wine. Um, and at the time, I didn't appreciate it as much as I do now. I think, you know, as you said, you don't drink a lot of sparkling wine. At the time, I didn't drink a lot of sparkling wine. Well, and I mean, now, if all sparkling I, wine tasted like this, I'm sure I would drink a whole lot more. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Now, I'm like, I think if I went back, it would, yeah, totally different experience. And Miriam, what was, how is, what's your background? background is my parents and I immigrated here from Guanajuato and we lived in Bakersfield of all places in the early 80s and moved to Napa when I was 10. That was when my father was offered a full-time job working here out in the vineyards and um, he worked himself out from the vineyards up into the cellar. He became a cellar master and was making wine with, along with the winemaker and assistant winemaker. So he got um, he got to to love wine so much that he wanted to make his own wine. And uh, I was daddy's girl, and we had a really close connection. So when he told me that he wanted to make his own wine and he wanted me to help him sell the wine, it became my my dream, my life aspiration. So I was going to study child psychology, and I changed my major to study business. Uh, Lola and I both graduated from, we have our bachelor's from St. Mary's in business management. And um, so that was one thing, one one step further to making our goal come true. And I've always worked in the wine industry. I um, My first job was at Caymus Vineyards. I did the payroll and HR there. And then I moved on to Rikishi Winery where I was also, I was jack of all trades and I was uh, doing tastings on the weekends and I was a personal assistant to the owner doing all his bookings and stuff. So I very, very quickly um, learned to love the wine industry, the love style, the lifestyle that comes with being in the wine industry, which is um, going out to dinner and bringing wine and talking about love, wine, love socializing. And I'm learning to love that too. Yes. <laughs> Doesn't take yes. much to learn to love that. <laughs> so question. So you guys are in a space right now. Are you are you building a tasting room? I like I hear is it construction happening or which is fine. I just I think that's awesome because people can hear what life is, right? Like <laughs> what life is right now. So where are you guys actually at right now? Oh, we're in the tasting room in Sonoma. So, um, on Rama Cellars has their wines here, and then we're able to sell the sparkling wine out of here as well. Awesome. I know I can see the steel barrels in the back. Yeah. So they also have their, they also have their wine here, their production here as well. That's so awesome. Yeah. I mean, you can yeah. tell stuff's going on, but like I said, I mean, if you're taking advantage right now of having to move things around or having things built or new things, whatever, right now is the time to do it if you're able to, because there's no indoor dining, unfortunately, but yes, yeah. But if you're able to kind of do that, then again, that, that just makes it a little bit, I guess, a little bit easier without having to worry about other distractions. So you, okay. One of the things that you said about Cuve is that it is a higher quality wine because this is Las Amigas Cove and obviously it's sparkling wine because unless it comes from the Champagne region of France, it has to be labeled sparkling wine, right? What is the difference in, because you said you guys create this sparkling wine or I'm just going to 
refer to it as cuvee because I feel like that just rolls off the tongue a lot easier. What is the difference about creating something like this French style versus any other style? Oh, it's more labor and time intensive. Um, so it's it's undergoing second fermentation in the bottle. So there's several steps um, to making a sparkling wine. Um, this project was one that Juan was working on with a client that wasn't able to finish up. Uh, we were able to to jump on it and finish up the process. So we were able to do the dosage part of it, which is adding the sugar or the sweetness to it. Um, so definitely the, the method champenoise is more uh, time consuming. Time consuming. You lay down the right. bottle and it goes through the second fermentation to where you take out the yeast and that's when you add the dosage. So that's a lot the of dosage is what give it the bubbles. Um, so no, the, you were asking about the dosage. That's the, um, adding the sweetness to it, the sugar. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So do a lot of doing it that the French way, does that mean that they put less sugar in it or does it just depend versus? It means that you let the wine do its job in the bottle when it's laid down. Got to oppose to here. There are a lot of wineries that it's an assembly line. You get your wine, you make your mix. Is it going to be a Blanc de Blancs or a Blanc de Noirs? And you bottle it and you add the dosage and it's automated. To where this one, it's a 2013, you laid it down. You did the second fermentation. You took out the yeast the second time around and then added the dosage, which is the sugar that adds to creates it into being a sparkling wine. So when it's made quickly, isn't the CO2 being injected into it to get the bubbles? Whereas if it goes through this process, yes. the longer process, then that's a natural, a natural. Uh, natural. Uh, okay, okay. Yeah. So how can you tell the difference between a good sparkling champagne versus a cheap one outside of price? Because I feel like sometimes... You might be able to, you, you pay something that is a little bit more, but it still tastes kind of icky. Kind of tricky. It all depends on your palate, on each individual's palate and what they like. Like I like our cuvee because it's nice and smooth. It's not dry, but it's not too sweet either. So it's yeah. perfect. And it doesn't give us a good right. balance. Uh, that was the I next drink, thing I was going to say because... The bubbles always like, that's one thing I think a lot of people don't end up getting champagne or sparkling wine or anything like that for, because the bubbles, they're like, I'm going to get a headache. So what is the difference in regards to something like this that doesn't give you a headache versus something that will? I think it has to do with the balance in the sugar, because if, if it's very, very dry, then it's a champagne that you may, you might want to uh, have with orange juice or something. Mm -hmm. Turn your tongue and if it's a cuvee and it's well balanced like this one, you don't, you, need you don't need it. And you could drink it by yourself and enjoy it in the morning or all day. But um, I just believe I that it's the nice. It <laughs> the, we got, we really got lucky with the dosage because we, Lola and I were part of it. We were in the lab tasting the, 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 the different, with the different uh, dosage levels. And um and I think we yeah, really nailed yeah. it. Yeah, and I think it was it was pretty quick. Like it was just yeah, this is the one. Like there was no going back and forth. We're like, nope, this is it. 
Um, yeah, it is. <laughs> I'm gonna it was say so cute. it was so cute because Lola had to like rush out of her lunch. She's like, <laughs> jamming to the lab to meet her husband and Juan and I, and there's the four of us and just tasting different le- levels and really just coming up with something. But we're really happy with the result, and it's been very, very well received. Well, okay, so I know there's different types of sparkling, right? There's like brew dry. There's like all these different types. Can you kind of go through what the different types of champagne are? So a Blanc de Blanc is made out of Chardonnay. Mm -hmm. And a Blanc de Noir has a red grape and a white grape, which is the Pinot Noir, which is the red grape, and the Chardonnay, which is the white grape. And then when it's brewed, it means it's dry. And when it's a cuvee, it's a nice, balanced, sparkling wine. Got it. So it's like, I think there's like brute, extra brute, right? There's extra brute. Yes. Yeah. I just go by what I see in the thing because I we don't normally have champagne bites. My, my sister, she's more of a champagne person than I am. And anytime we go to the store, she's like, go get some champagne. And I'm a better wine picker than champagne picker because I'm like... <laughs> Well, if I'm going to get this, I might as well just get something cheap because we're probably going to put orange juice in it anyways, you know, but I don't, it's, I've never known how to pick a g- actual good wine and or a good um, sparkling wine. And then I've had somewhere I've paid more and I'm like, this is still really, this is not good. Why did I just pay, you know, however much for this and I'm not digging it. So, well, here's like a big which is so awesome, which is really one of the reasons, I mean, because beside you guys are awesome and because you, you know, I've tasted your other wines, but you guys are the first Latina sparkling wine makers in the United States. That is so huge. Like, first of all, salud, congratulations to that because that is so awesome. How does that feel to like know you guys are kind of the first ones to be to be doing this? And who normally is in within this field that, that obviously wine is different as far as the sparkling wine and cuvee market? It feels amazing, but we didn't go into it thinking that, you know, oh, we're going to be the first ones to do this. It just kind of later on, I think just a few people mentioning were like, oh, I guess so. Yeah, yeah. it so, became more of a big deal after the after. project was finished yes. than before. Before, our whole goal was woman empowerment, girls being there for other girls, stronger together. Some competition is good, but there's a certain level of competition, and we didn't want to be the catty girls or, you know, we just, we all embrace each other, and we elevate each other. Right. That was, like, the main the main idea behind our project. Yeah. And not only that, but in the wine industry, we are the first two brands to come together as one to promote each other because we are part of MAVA and MAVA does stand for promoting each other. But to have two, two brands, we're pretty much married. This is the, yeah, if this hasn't been done before, especially within MAVA, there hasn't been this kind of support with wineries promoting our wines together yeah and for those who don't know mava is the mexican-american vintners association um located that's how i like 
found you guys because I found Mava and I was like, I want to work with these people. Like, hello. Um, but that's awesome. And we were looking at the wine bottle and it really represents both of you because both of the logos from your respected wineries are on there. And I love how you guys named it Las Amigas. Was that just a natural thing? Like, duh, we're going to natural. Or did you go through several names before you landed on that? I think, yeah, it went through a couple of names and I think Juan blurted it out. Oh, yes. Las Amigas. And we're like, yes, that's yes. the name. Yes. What were, yeah. some, what were some of the names that you guys were mulling over? Las Las Comadres, Comadres. Chica, Las Chicas, 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 because that's her word. (laughs) But yeah. 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 And so this one, Amigas is better than Chicas. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You were going to say something. I'm sorry I interrupted you. No, this was all born on Memorial Day weekend. Like Lola and I have been talking about it for weeks. Without end. What what are we going to do? How are we going to survive? How are we going to keep our businesses going? But to us, the idea was to promote each other. And so then we're sitting with the husbands drinking alcohol. Yeah. (laughs) A Moscow mule and a margarita at R&D in Meowville. And um, so we we pitch the idea to our husbands. We tell them exactly what we want to do and how we're going to do it. And then we start creating our, our... Instagram right then and there yeah. and um, and then Juan said well if you girls are that serious then how about a sparkling wine and oh we jumped on it we were not gonna let give the opportunity <laughs> yeah. to have a second yeah. thought and so we created Las Amigas and it's been amazing it's been a great great um, adventure and we're looking forward to it just growing and promoting each other and um, working with other, more than anything, other women to find themselves and empower themselves and find their higher power. That's awesome. I love hearing that. I know you said you guys, that there's somebody else was about to do it and you guys were able to, how did you, like at what point, was that before or after you decided, yes, we want to do a sparkling wine? At what point did you guys? It was just perfect timing. It was a project that Juan had with one of his customers. And the customer just, um, it was probably like, so I want to say, I mean, we had talked about sparkling wine, either of us had it, you know, um, like in May, but I want to say this was like maybe a month later in that, you know, Juan's like, guess what? You know, you guys want to do this? <laughs> yeah. We jumped on it. Wow. Oh my gosh. It was quick. Perfect. So they had already gone through certain point. I already they had done a lot of the work already. They were in the final steps, pretty much the dissage. But maybe somebody got cold feet. The, the, my husband's customer might have got cold feet and maybe had too much on his plate and figured, like, we're going through this, and how am I going to launch this project, yeah. and how am I going to move it? Maybe he had a lot of inventory. We don't know. But it was his perfect excuse to say, sorry, bye. I'm backing out. <laughs> And it was our, it's like yes. out of something bad, something yes. good comes. And it was our perfect opportunity yes. to run with it. Oh my, so you guys had the name before you had the product? No, 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 no. So we started with the idea. Vino. Yeah, we had Las Vino first. Okay, okay. But, well, that's the Instagram. That's yes. the name of our LLC. And so that's something we have been working on way before. And then when we talked with the husbands, Juan said, well, this just happened in with a customer if you girls are that serious of working together, then how about having a sparkling wine? And um, it was pretty amazing. It was, it kind of fell on our lap, 
but we've been it's been a, it's been definitely we have some challenges but it's been amazing promoting it and working with people and finding our amigas that really support us and that we support each other and we're really happy and i think we're gonna be close to sold out pretty really yeah that's really the goal, nice. is, the goal is new years <laughs> yes i know i already told you guys i don't think that's going to be a problem you said <laughs> that there is you've there's been some challenges what have been the challenges um going through this um well a lot of things this is a new new area for us you know neither of us are you know we're worked with sparkling wine before so it's been a learning experience but a good thing and then just deciding on how to promote it do we want to put it in restaurants do we want to put it in retail shops or are we just going to sell it direct and how are we going to do it and when we do our challenge has been at first we wanted just to create events and do special events just for our bride las amigas but But with covid it's just we can't it's made things a lot harder put up a lot more roadblocks for us so we had to come up with other ideas just also the challenge yeah this much this later right this how long it's lasted and the challenges i think of also just time you know we both you know i have a full-time job miriam has a full-time job so then we're adding something else to the mix so just trying to balance it all out and, and we love it so much and believe in it so much so it's that much more challenging like we need to squeeze out yeah. really good time but this time has to be well distributed well yeah. used yeah so before i mean we we hang out a lot and we'd go have you know just impromptu date nights or whatever and just chill and relax whatever now it's like yeah we'll still do that but it's like okay what are we doing with this yeah whenever, whenever, every time you know, we get together it's, like yeah. whenever we can squeeze in a you know something yeah we, do. <laughs> we would take now we would take over the dinner yeah. table just yeah. she and yes. i and the husbands are like oh we're <laughs> talking about <laughs> work <laughs> so what happens once you're sold out of this you guys already have something the next the next vintage prepared or working on it or what's what's the next step working on it working on it and what is that what vintage of grapes are those is the next one coming from i think for this other one we're not going to be as um we have like three different vintages that we're thinking about but it just comes down to we need to set aside some time to go and do some tastings Mm -hmm. some wine blending with the three different ones and then you know the beautiful thing about a sparkling wine is if you don't see a vintage on it a lot of it could always be blended vintages i could have we could have some grapes from 2019 2017 and 2016. so we're going to do a blending of all the three vintages uh, mixed together and then we're going to separate them and figure out what what we how we're gonna redo this (laughs) (laughs) so is that is that to your benefit to be able to mix vintages so you guys can get the best of the grapes from each particular year yes if we owned 10 acres of chardonnay and and the pinot noir if we owned that and it was already producing grapes it would be amazing because in champagne when you put a vintage on your bottle of champagne or sparkling wine that means it was top of the line, creme of the creme. 
That's why when you go out and you see wine bottles and they don't have the vintage on them, it could very well be multiple vintages. I never knew that. Yes. Oh my gosh. Look, quit like look, the education already, <laughs> right? Not only just learning about all of the different types of sparkling wines and everything, but the fact that if it doesn't have a year on it, it's probably mixed vintages. I legit had no idea. That's what it meant. Champagne, it's in the region of Champagne, France. It's a big so if you see a, a champagne that's from France, Champagne France, and you see a vintage on it, you want to buy it because they are very proud of how it came out. Unless they're ex- exceptionally happy with the result, they'll put a vintage on it. If not, they won't put a vintage on it. Oh my gosh, that's great. That's so crazy. Seriously, I had no idea. What do you guys envision for Las Amigas? Like, what do you, I know you said you really want to empower women. It's really about having Amigas, but what does that mean to you in regards to doing that? Well, to me, Las Amigas means empowering and bringing out the best in all of our other Amigas. And I think um, if we do very, very well, I think Lola and I, we could very well close to working with other Amigas. Mm -hmm. And bringing uh, and doing a line of six mm-hmm. different sparkling wines with a lot of other amigas, mm-hmm. and that's going to be even more empowering. Can we do a wine and cheese one? Wine and cheese one. Like it very well could be other ladies from Mava mm-hmm. or not from Mava that are interested in. Hey, you guys did this. Why didn't you invite me? They'll be like, Why didn't you invite me? It's like, Oh, I'm inviting you. Let's work on our next one and let's call it this and we're all part of it i think it could be really it could it's an amazing concept i think there's a lot of ways to go with it so i think one of the more important things though for both of us our daughters they're i think we're inspiring them to really want to do big things for themselves you know they see us doing this and to be entrepreneurs Well, and it's a lot of work. It's not easy. No, I'm, well, I'm not going to lie. Like seeing you guys inspires me. Like seriously, since I got to meet you guys in August, I have just raved about you because the energy that you We're guys. We're so inspired. Look at us. <laughs> I mean, just the energy that I had in the, you know, having dinner with you guys and getting to meet you guys was so awesome and then when you told me you guys were doing this I was like and when you then when you said oh yeah we're the first like Latinas who are creating this I was like what oh my gosh we need to get your story on for sure because um wait I need to fill mine up too because <laughs> so, hey Jessica we're gonna do some a- AMSR we might have you be part of this project one day oh my gosh <laughs> Don't tease me. Don't tease me like that. <laughs> no, but seriously, it's it's really like just hearing the stories. I we you know through the wine tastings, we've been very fortunate to hear not just your stories, but your family's stories in regards to starting these wineries and the stories behind the wines themselves and everything. And it's really been. It really has been inspiring. So inspiring that people are like, we want more, we want more, we want more, we want to do this more often. So, you know, there's a lot that I think is going to come in the fact. And when people heard, oh my gosh, of Las Amigas, I actually heard, you know, 
somebody from our wine tasting already reached out to you, Lola, because she wants to go get a case of the. Yeah, I've been in there. I'm the- happy. I'm like, okay. <laughs> We're waiting for you. Yes, <laughs> Eva. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm just like, I had already, Guillermo was like, you need to come up. And I said, well, if I go up, I'll probably go up for, I probably have to go up for like a good week, right? To really get the gist of everything. I mean, again, it's hard, hard job, very hard job to go up there and and meet all these wonderful people and taste all this wonderful wine. You're really going to have to sacrifice yourself. I am, I am. But that is a sacrifice I'm willing to make. (laughs) We feel, we feel, hey, we feel the, the love. We feel the love. <laughs> um, you said, Miriam, that you, if your life was described in one word, it would be faith. Why faith? I owe everything that I am to my Papa Dios. And every day I get up and I open my window and I look at the sun and I just thank thank the world and thank Papa Dios for a new day. At the end of the night when we are all laying in bed, I'm very grateful that we are all home safe and that I know that our loved ones are safe. And I just, that's what I own all my life. I've been, I've been this devoted to my, my Catholic beliefs. And more than anything, my parents did not instill this. My parents would, dr- would drive me to the front of the church and drop me up, drop me off for mass, and they take off to the flea market or wherever they were going, and then they pick me up after church, or I'd walk myself home. Yeah, and that's just who I am. I just always have known. I like to. I guess I'm very Catholic. I believe in Papa Dios, but also just doing the good for it the greater good for everything looking at the good in everything so faith is the only way that's that's my life that's the i'm here because of it it's just divine intervention like this would be going into a whole separate um, subject but is the way everything has lined up for my husband and i and our family it's all been divine intervention so i feel like the stars have really lined up and we rise and shine. We get up, suit up, and show up, and, and things happen. So, Oh, that's awesome. When you were saying you would go to church, so I grew up going to church where they would come pick us up. So they honk the van, we'd jump out. And, yeah, my parents, their participation in church was handing us a check for to give for tithing each week. There you go. And that would be, yeah, it was kind of the same. They wouldn't drop us off. Sometimes they'd pick us up early, like, hey, we're going to pick you up. And then we're going to go to Dairy Queen or something like that. (laughs) But that was their participation. Here's a check. (laughs) We're doing our part. (laughs) Lola, you said your one word to describe your life would be frantic. Be what? Frantic. Frenetic. Oh, frenetic. Oh, Yes, then I did not read that right. What is, then I don't even know. I don't think of it. Oh my gosh, that's right. I forgot about that questionnaire. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's a crazy life. It's, um, there's all, I have a lot of balls in the air, but uh, it's a good, you know, it's, I'm happy. It's, it's a good thing. It's a very uh, unexpected life. You know, it's, there's been a lot of twists and turns and, uh, but it's been, it's been good things, you know, never, in a million years when Oscar and I got together, but I thought, you know, we'd, we'd be making wine and sparkling wine and, 
you know, have the life that we have, you know, we, yeah, yes, yeah, we didn't have anything, you know, when we got married, he didn't even have a car, he came with a TV, <laughs> and I had a car, and we had nothing, and I was making okay, $7.50 an that, hour. That is love. <laughs> Wait, let me just it say, is love. Love. you know, because most girls, but again, but at this age, if unless we're living like in New York City, if you're trying to date me, I'm 43. If you're trying to date me, you better have a car. It was crazy. Yeah, no, he had, he lived with his, yeah, you know, he lived four houses down from where I lived. And he, when he moved in with her, he's like, Lola, I don't have any furniture. Can I borrow? Um, some furniture and like sure so we let him borrow a dresser and a lamp and he had nothing and he didn't like his fias cooking and my mom wasn't a great cook but he liked her food better than his fias so I would go run down the street and bring him food because Lola doesn't cook wow. I don't cook but I would take him my mom's food oh yeah she said we had our thing and she said where's the cook she's like my kids are waiting for him to come back yeah. oh yeah no they're happy <laughs> That is yeah. so great. Again, that is love. That is love when you are willing to accept nothing but the man and the TV. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. What have you guys paid? Oh, oh, actually, I did want to ask this in regards to like super high end wine. Like I know there's like Cristal. I know there's other ones. And I, again, I don't really know sparkling wine so or champagne. So I know that there's like some really high-end wines. Are those high-end champagnes or sparkling, are they worth it? Like if somebody's like, or is it just the name, the cachet of the name? Definitely, I don't think I've had Cristal. Dom Perignon, I remember somebody ordering it when we were at Morimoto and it was just somebody, a friend we ran into and hey, I'm getting this bottle. And I mean, it was okay, but I mean, for the price, it wasn't like, like, oh, I want to go get some or, or, or oh, I've got to have this again. It was like, eh, it was okay. If you're going to spend that much on sparkling wine or champagne, there better be some baby making afterwards or something. <laughs> <laughs> it better come with like At the least first <laughs> It better come with a stroller. It better come with something, you know. <laughs> if I'm paying that much. I, you know, you're gonna, you gotta release that pretty soon. So go give me something, <laughs> girl. This is cheese my time. It's okay. Time. You know? I know. I know. This is girl That's time. Something. This is cheese my time. No. Well, one of the reasons I wanted to, to do this so now is because obviously holidays are coming. New Year's is coming. One of your goals is to be sold out by New Year's. I want to help with that. I want to help make that happen, whether it's, you know, me partaking or me helping other people purchase it. <laughs> you know, you got to do what you got to do. So, but this gives people time to be able to, to go. So if people want to purchase it, where can they purchase it? Call us directly or an order. I'm sure they could purchase it through you. <laughs> Say, excuse me, ship me my wine and I'll process this wine order for you. <laughs> um, email, send us an email. So what I'll make sure to do is include the links will be, you know, in the show notes. It'll be on the website. It'll but be both selling it through our websites as well. Yamas Family Wines and Unrama Sellers. Yes. So... 
And, I'll make uh, sure to include to include it so they can go to message us on Instagram at Lazarino. Yes. Just send us a message, and uh, we're on that constantly. Constantly, so we'll get back to you right away. Yes. So, question in regards because in our wine tasting, there was a question in regards to shipping. In regards to shipping for the for the for a bottle of if somebody just wanted to buy a bottle. Yes. Have you guys been able to check on that or find anything out? It's right. 22 to $24 to ship wow. almost anywhere in this country. One bottle. One to two bottles. Yeah. One to two bottles. So you could buy one and still pay $26 yeah. or buy two and still pay $26. Yeah. So it's better than two. Yeah, two. So you got to buy but two. You, <laughs> but if you purchase at least a six-pack, we'll comp the, t- the shipping fee. Mm-hmm. Because the shipping fees could get costly. Yes. It could be up to $50 or $60 depending on where the wine is mm-hmm. shipping so there, see, so if you guys want free ship, might as well. If you're going to go for two, <laughs> might as well go for six. Just saying. I start thinking. Yes. It's, um, if you want to order now, it's Thanksgiving, and then you have your Christmas wine, and you have your new wine, New Year's, New Year's. wine. <laughs> yeah. People won't get and anything they for Thanksgiving, but for sure for yes. Christmas and New Year's, for sure. And I'm telling you, this wine is so smooth. Like, I, I'm so glad I have no other plans today because my plans will be to enjoy the, I'll probably just watch like Christmas movies and drink. Hallmark, Hallmark. Yes, I'm watching, I was actually before this, before I got on with you guys, I was watching a Hallmark movie and I have it on pause. So once we're done, I can start it. And then I'll be, I've been waiting all morning. Look, I got dressed up for you guys. (laughs) You look very nice. I I I was like, you know what? I woke up this morning really early because I, my mind was racing and I look at the clock and I'm like, seven hours, <laughs> seven hours. And I can pop open that bottle because, and I, the sound, oh, and you know what? The other thing I really like about the cork is not hard to open. Cause you know, sometimes you have some sparkling wines that you're like, and obviously I am, I de- will put the rag over and make sure it doesn't go crazy, but I wouldn't have even had to do that with this because it just popped off so easily and you still get that really satisfying sound. That's a good thing for me because I did not know how to open. (laughs) I did not know how to open the bottles before this. I had to learn. So (laughs) I'd always just hand it to Oscar, hand it to Miriam. (laughs) I used to work at a restaurant where they taught us how to do it. And so you just kind of push a little bit, turn, push, turn, push with a, with a rag. So it doesn't just pop off, but this was such, it was so nice. And like I said, you get that satisfying, like pop. (laughs) Yes. You get that satisfying (laughs) pop without it being really hard. It was not hard at all. So if you are somebody who you're like, I hate doing that part, you're not going to have find that this is giving you a hard time, at least for me. And I'm hoping that for the other ones. So did you guys have to choose the bottling and the corks for these? How do you decide what you want, what you want it to be? Uh, so price has something yes. to do with it, <laughs> for sure. And then when we were thinking of the colors that we wanted on our labels, like at first we had a peach color that we were just so in love with. Yeah. Then pink, yeah. and we go back from turquoise to mint to pink. So everything started with the label. Once yeah. we had a, a finalized label, then we had to pick our bottle. And so this was a nice bottle to pick. Um, not too heavy. It was right in the middle. 
Yeah, just nice and elegant. I think if um, next time when we bottle again, we might keep this one because that's the original one. But if we do come up with right. a second one, a third one, we might keep it even. It looks just as elegant without mm-hmm. the foil on top. Mm-hmm. And then initially the logos um, were in black, but then after talking about it, we changed them to silver. So then that is why we did the silver capsule as well. Okay. Well, it's a lot of work. Well, I'm sure you, when you designed your wine and cheese mitt logo, right. you had your share of work. How, um, how fast I, did you like it? I did not design it. My friend designed it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I hired a designer. Or I hired my friend who's a designer. Um, her name is Pam. She has a podcast as well called Cafe Con Pam. And she literally sat me down and was like, do you like this or this, this or this, this or this, this or th-? I already knew the colors I wanted. That's the only thing I knew was the colors because obviously I wanted rich, deep, Thank you. I know. I love it too. And I, and I knew that I knew I wanted deep, rich wine type of colors. If you look at the, like, I have an accent of like, what would like a, what would be a Chardonnay, but a little bit deeper, like a goldish, or I guess, yeah, I guess a Chardonnay, not necessarily anything else, but it's, so she was literally like, just asking me, what do you like? What do you like? What font? This, 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 this. And then she came back with two options. She's like, okay, these are two, what I created. And I just started, and I asked a couple people, I was at an event and I was like, Hey, which one do you like better? And everybody's like this one. And which is the one I liked? So I was like, all right. So fortunately I did not have to do a lot of work. I let somebody else do that for me because I am not a designer. But in regards to the format, it was really like, how am I going to, what kind of format is the podcast going to be? What is it going to reflect? Even just saying, is it just going to be within the the Latino or Latinx community? Or am I going to have it more expansive, which I do. So all, even all of those little things, I didn't think I would have to think of but you do. So thankfully I didn't have to pick the actual, cause I'm telling you, if I had to actually do the graphics, I still would have not launched a podcast because I would still be waiting <laughs> to create some. So thankfully she did it because I love it. How the wine is the wine bottle, right? With the end. And it does. So bravo to you guys to did you guys work with anybody on it or did you guys just we have a designer? Yeah. But it's a lot of work. I guess that was my question when yeah. you were getting your logo designed. Um, just really finding what you wanted. Um, I was really, really having that speak to you. Yeah. I mean, I was really lucky. She sent me two things that were both really awesome. Like she didn't give me a whole bunch, but we I've gone through that where they've given you a bunch. And I feel like sometimes they give you too many options. Because then you're like, oh my gosh, I like this, but I like this one, but I like part of this one, and I like part of this one. So understand how taxing that whole process can be. What have your, I know you guys both have daughters. What have your daughters conveyed to you in regards to the things that you're doing? Have they ever said anything in regards to what you're doing or do they want to even get into the wine business? What are they like, what have they shared with you in regards to their aspirations based on what they've seen from you? They're so cute. 
<laughs> so they want, and so, they love each yes. other. They want to start um, their own little beauty business. They're calling it B I think it's a BFF Beauty or. Sophia came up with some signs, and then they, they, I think they've made little business cards. And they're so funny. Because they get along, yeah. too. They love each other. Makeup they're like cousins. Makeup and nails and all that. So that definitely, I noticed that more once we were working together. Once they'd hear us, we'd have yeah. our meetings. Either I was going to Lola's house or Lorela was coming over here. So they'd hear us. And before you knew it, they were little entrepreneurs. Yes. They were yeah. already thinking of their own little business they were going to have. Yeah. But of my two kids, I have a son as well. Um, I definitely think Sophia uh, will jump into the wine business. And she's mentioned it a couple of times. Um, she's more creative and artistic and, and, and more laid back. I think this is like definitely her going to be her thing. <laughs> What do you think your son has gotten by seeing his mom? Like just being such a, My such a son, like, yeah. yes. No, he's so funny. So for a while now, like he's, he does not whine as much because he, he, I mean, he, he would complain to me before. Oh my God, I have this, I have this. And I'm like, no, let me tell you. And, or he'd see me, you know? And so he definitely like, oh gosh, you know, I can't say anything. Mom's doing this, this, and this. Like, I can't, you know, he's like, he just told me the other day, he's like, mom, I don't know how you manage everything. I, I, I can't even remember like, okay, I got this, have this for this class and this for this. And you have to, you have to remember everything and you remember all of our schedules and you never forget. And then like, oh my God. It's, yeah, he's, he definitely, he, I think it motivates them. Like, he's like, my mom's doing this. I, you know, there's no reason I can't be, you know, doing well in school and, and find a job and be successful. I mean, plus you went to school while you, you know, after you had kids and everything, it wasn't yeah. like. Yeah. And even my bachelor's degree, I remember, and I still tell him that, you know, he was, gosh, he was little because I got my degree in 2005. So when I was going through it, I mean, he was little. And I remember being, doing homework, sitting at the table and he'd be like at my leg, you know, he wanted attention. And I'm like, oh, mijo, I, I got homework to do. I'm sorry. You know? And so, you know, he. I struggled because I did. I went to school later on. And then with the MBA program, he, yeah, no, he saw it was a struggle with me. Some, some days, especially before, you know, finals or before presentations, there was no sleep. It's like, I might as well just stay up. And so he, yeah, he doesn't complain as much because it's like, okay, well, she did it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> These are so, like, I love seeing the um, you know, the camaraderie, camaraderie that you have, the love that you guys have for each other, the fact that you guys came together to create this when, especially in a time where with so, so much uncertainty, right? There's so many people just not knowing. And the fact that you, you kind of manifested it, you basically manifested it like, yes, this is going to happen. Let's start working on it. And then the opportunity was presented to you and the fact that you guys are going to sell out of this first thing by new year's because i know you will <laughs> that you guys are going to sell out of this by new year's that is such a testament to what you've decided to make happen absolutely so i just want to say thank you guys so much for being so awesome and so rad and for just being so welcoming to me you know and and being so willing to just work with me on all of these different things because it, it's been, it was, it was a dream that I didn't know how I wanted it to come out. And the fact that it's coming out even better than I thought it would is so huge. And 
you, uh, you know, you and your husband and, and Angelica and Guillermo are a huge part of that. So I just want to say thank you so much. I will make sure to include all of their information in the show notes and on the website. And salud, ladies. Thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for having us. Of course. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Wine and Cheese My Podcast. For more information on Las Amigas Cuve, Yamas Family Wines, and Ondrama Cellars, please see the show notes for links to websites and social media channels. You can check out all things Wine and Cheese on our website, thewineandcheesemepodcast.com. There you will find the names of the wines I drink each episode, as well as additional information on me, the podcast, and you can even apply to be a guest straight from there. You can also find us on Instagram at The Wine and Chisme and Facebook at The Wine and Chisme Podcast. Remember, if you want to hear more Wine and Chisme, please subscribe, rate, and review. Five-star ratings are always appreciated, and those positive reviews are appreciated even more. Until next time, saludos.